and I got people, you know, I mean, I got a lot of followers. I got a lot of people who reach out to me and they're like, you know, I want to do this or man, what you just, you just made $350 on, on cashback rewards to go shopping. Like my rewards aren't that big. Or, you know, I praise somebody for raising their credit scores. Now they're 700 plus club. And they're like, Oh, I want to get there. I want to get there. And they say they can't afford to get my coaching, but they on social media making it rain. And I'm like, okay, you're not ready. You're not ready. So here's the real mystery. How do regular folks like you and me, who have families and real lives, who have careers and regular nine to fives, really fare in the personal finance game? Why are some hugely successful while others fail miserably time and time again? Those are the glaring questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. All right, and welcome to another episode of Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. My name is Charles McGill. I'm your host. So excited to be talking to you guys today. But before we get started, got to make sure the credit boss, aka credit coaches in the building, Ms. Eva Palacios, you in the house. Yeah, what's up? Hey, yeah. So we about to have another fiery. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're going to get into it again today. Uh, man, I'm, um, I'm excited to be talking to you guys. So I wanted to say, uh, before we get started, thank you so much for the feedback on the last episode. I really appreciate everybody reaching out to your boy. Uh, <laughs> oh, people reaching out to you? Yeah, they was like, hey, Charles, it's going to be all right. You know. <laughs> See, isn't that amazing love from yes. our amazing audience? Yes, yes. Amazing mm. listeners. I really appreciate the love. And I receive it. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm here with you guys. You know, we're we going to get this thing right together. <laughs> with, with, e- with Eva's guidance and coaching, we're going to get this thing right. Yes. You know, it's been all in love and, and I appreciate it. And, and you know, and, and, and you know, with, with, uh, with growth comes that pain, you know, um, I think. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, that was, a, that was really powerful about, you know, being pruned. You know, your tree being pruned is still cutting. Mm. Either way, it's cutting, right? Either your branch is dead and you cut it off or. Um, you know, you're, you're a fruitful branch, but you need to be pruned so you can be even more fruitful, which right. is an amazing analogy. And I feel like I'm definitely getting snipped right now. I guess definitely feeling that <laughs> knife. <laughs> you uh, and me both. Yes, you right. Both. That's right. That's right. Yeah. We feeling it. Um, but you know, it's, in, it's all good. And, um, you know, I feel like what's that scripture, all things work together for the good of those who are, are called. Um, and so I, I really believe that, you know, we're doing the right thing. This is purposeful. Uh, so anyway, how you doing, Eva? How's your week? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. You know, this week has been ups and downs for sure. Celebrated some wins, got some losses. Yes, your girls got some losses, but I'm just trying to figure out, like, what lesson is he trying to teach me? <laughs> I'm like, it shouldn't be this hard. <laughs> Yeah, I feel you on that. Sometimes, it, yeah, sometimes you do have to look up in the sky and be like, "Hey, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to do the right thing." What's, what's like, am I putting out more good? Like, <laughs> I would think I'm doing more good than I deserve the losses. Like, what is going on? But just like you said, you know, 
with anything, anything that you do that you want success from, it's going to definitely take some work, but it's also going to take some pruning as well. And I'm just like, no, can't we just win 24 seven? Yeah. Just win all the time. Like, let me all the time, (laughs) like win all the time, all the time. I I, I'm with you. Yeah. Cause the losses hurt. They definitely (sighs) don't feel good, you know, but it's so interesting. Cause it's like, you know, I always make this analogous, especially because, you know, we're both doing our workouts every, every, every morning. You um, more than me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. You go in the afternoon and, you know, you, you still make up your time. But, um, you know, it's just, just that process, right? And, and and it's the breaking down of the muscle, right? It's the ripping and the shredding of the muscle. Yes. Sore. But it's all supposed to be helping you, right? You, you know, when you're walking around, you, you say, it, you're like, I like when I'm sore. Yes. But see, that to me, that makes sense, though. Because I know, like, if I have a good workout, I know... If I'm sore, it's because I know I had a good workout. Mm. So if I'm not sore, I'm going to feel like, well, what did I just do? Like, did I really do work? So, yeah, like that to me makes sense. I don't know why. Maybe because it's physically done to me Uh (laughs) (laughs) and I feel the pain. Therefore, I'm like, okay, this is working Mm -hmm. versus something else where, you know, it's not a physical pain. It's a mental pain. And that I just don't understand. Yeah. No, I hear you. Yeah, that that is. Uh, so for me, you know, me being a very linear kind of thinker, you know, I'm like, this logically doesn't make sense. Like, you know, <laughs> like one plus one equals two. Why is this not working out? <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> right. And so that's where I trip up. But um, but yeah, you know, so you know, one thing that's been uh, really interesting about um, you know, this 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 path of growth, um, especially as you know. Uh, as we try to, you know, shift and change. And I'll say personally for me, one thing that I've been really kind of thinking about is like, you know, the different sacrifices that need to be made and the different choices that need to be made. Um, And it really comes down to, you know, a word that I think is, um, you know, I guess sometimes overused, but sometimes underused, but I'm thinking about priorities. Yep. What are our priorities? What, what is, what comes first, right? And right. Um, <laughs> and I think that sometimes, <laughs> you know, we um, we get uh, unclear about what our priorities are, or, or distracted, or distracted. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, like for example, I'll say for me, you know, when I was uh, talking about losing weight in times past, right? People would ask me, "Am I losing weight?" And I used to say, "Yeah, I'm trying to lose weight," right? <laughs> and at the same time. Um, I would not be going to the gym. Uh, I would not be changing any of my eating, right? But I'm. I want to lose weight. So we ask, do you want to lose weight? Sure, I want to lose weight. Yeah, I want to, right? I want to. Uh, yeah. Is it important to? Yes, yeah, important to me. All that stuff, What's right? What's your e- definition of trying? Exactly, right? <laughs> so, but what it came down to, I remember because this is is funny because I was like coaching, um, you know, like you know when I was a principal, like coaching a teacher around like you say that you want this, yeah. But your actions are telling me that you do not want this. Right. So what's the truth, right? And I said, I, I have to go by your actions. And re- the reality is, is that and I, and I would say this, this is not a priority for you, mm-hmm. right? Like, what do you mean? And they get offended, right? And I've even said it, unfortunately, I've said it to my, I've said it to my wife sometimes, right? I'm like, babe, you say you want to do this, yeah. but you're doing something else. So it's not a priority for you. Yeah. And she get mad and offended and be like, how dare you say this is not a priority for me. Cause I think what people are hearing is it's not important to you. Right. right. Or you don't want to, or your, your desire is not there. 
Right. That's not actually what that means, right? Um, I don't even know the definition of priority, but I think I'm gonna look it up. We're talking, <laughs> but what I what I realized in terms of the, the the food journey or the weight loss journey with me, yeah, is that it wasn't a priority for me until I actually decided to get my butt up every morning and get to that gym, right? And also decided to st- stop eating the stuff that I used to eat. Yep. That is demonstrating that it's a priority for me. And so that's what I want to talk about today with you. I want to ask you about like, because you're, you know, you see so many people in their financial situations and, um, you know, from a financial perspective, personal credit, personal finance perspective, how are people, you know, kind of demonstrating their priorities? Like when you, when you see what they, you hear what they're saying and you see what you see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How's that shaping up in terms of priorities? And let's just say social media be throwing everybody under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's crazy because, you know, dur- you know, with with the coaching program, you know, we meet often and and I'm always tapping in and checking in. You know, it's about that ca- accountability as well. So, when when we complete our first set of sessions, crazy as it may sound, I can already tell who I know is going to do exactly what they say they're going to do mm. versus those who don't. Mm. And, and it's not so much because, and, and like at the end of the day, a lot of my people who are in the coaching program, a lot of them were complete strangers. So I don't, there's no, you know, personal connection. There's no, I've, I've known these people for a long time. Therefore, I don't think they're going to survive this. It's, Everybody, everybody has a clean slate. And at the end of the day, it's just their posture. It's their, how they speak. It's their determination or lack of. And it's just crazy to me how, yes, everybody wants to meet their financial goals, but who's really going to sacrifice and do the work that's going to get them there? Mm -hmm. You know, I could only be, the coach that I am, but I'm not with everybody 24 seven monitoring their bank accounts, monitoring whether or not they're, you know, pulling out that credit card to make these transactions happen. I could do the best that I know how, which is how to coach people in the direction that they want to be. Yeah. I will say this. Yes, there are some lions that from day one, they're aggressive and they're angry. They're angry because they're like, I should have this type of extra income per month in my bank account. And I don't have it. Like, what am I working so hard for Mm. to, you know, blow it on whatever, you know, eating out or just, you know, making the family happy or just, you know, spending money without really accounting for it. Yeah. And sometimes you just got to get mad, so mad that you shift Mm. because sometimes being sad, just it, it, it paralyzes you and you don't take action when you're sad. But when you're mad, I think that just helps people. It, it, it it adds the fuel and it Mm. gets up to the finish line a whole lot faster. Yeah. But, um, it is about priorities. It is about priorities and not just so much doing what you say you're going to do but actually doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's get into some of these examples of, uh, you know, people taking, 
making finances or their goals the real priority of their life. And, and by definition, priority means um, the factor condition of being regarded or treated as more important. Um, a thing that is regarded as more important than another, right? So something being more important than the other thing, right? And so I remember, like, I, I talked about this a long time ago, like opportunity cost. It's an economic term, the cost of the next best thing, right? And so you're constantly kind of, you know, weighing your options, if you will, right? And I think oftentimes we don't really think of it that way when it comes to some of these decisions that we have to make. We, you know, we say we want to do something, but then something else comes up. And I, yep. I, I'm definitely not someone who wants to be hard on myself. Trust me. Like when I was making those decisions to eat um, how I wanted to eat, <laughs> <laughs> I was not trying to give myself a hard time. Right. But I had to be real with myself. I had to be real and just say straight up like, hey, you know what, guys, I don't want to lose weight right now. It's not a priority for me. And I remember using that language. It's not a priority for me. Like I'd, I'd rather oh focus on uh, making money or whatever, right? And of course, that, that makes me so sad. <laughs> it, it made my wife sad too. Right? I, I, but, that makes me so sad. But it made, but you know what? But honestly, I had to get there. I had to like be real because I didn't want her to continue to be disappointed with my choices, right? I got tired of the whole like the side eye I would get if I was you know getting that extra piece of cake, you know, because. <laughs> I said I wanted to do something. She's looking at me like, you know, you said, I thought we was trying. Right. I had to be real and be like, okay, this is not a priority for me. I don't, I, <laughs> I <laughs> throw don't up the white me. flag. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm out of here. But so the thing is, and, I, and what I, what I appreciate about people, and I hear what I hear you saying in terms of like from these lions that you have shown this, uh, you know, tremendous potential right away is that what they're saying, this is a priority and they're also following up in terms of their actions, yes, demonstrating that. And so give us some examples of, you know, maybe some situations where, you know, let's talk to the people. Let's give them some situations where, you know, as, as a financial coach, you telling people, credit coach, like, listen, you might say this is a priority, but the way this is showing up, yep. it don't look like a priority. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit. And, and I think, you know, you know, for those of you who, for those who are in my coaching program, you know, we start off with an onboarding call and the onboarding call is so that I can get a feel for what the financial goals are and get a feel for the type of individual that I'm working with. So I do ask a lot of questions during this call, you know, how do they feel about money? When they hear the word money, what does that feel like? Does it feel sad? Does it feel stressed? Do you feel happy? Do you love it? Are you excited about it? And however they answer, that tells me which direction I got to take them. Not only that, their goals, you know, what are they trying to do in the next 12 months? And, you know, everybody's goal is definitely to raise credit scores, you know, buy their first house or, you know, invest in real estate to bring in more income. You know, those are the main goals. You know, we've got other goals because I'm like, OK, what about vacations? Because that's what I like to do. <laughs> and, and people do put that on the bottom of their list because, one, they haven't done it in a long time. And, and two, they don't think that they can get it. And me, I'm like, let's talk about all the goals and desires you have and let's see how many we can check off the list. Yes. Um, but long story short, it's really getting to know people, you know, at, at in the space that they're in, because, I mean, crazy as it may sound, I feel that people do have to be 
in some position of either loss or frustration. And again, getting so mad at their situation that they're ready to change because they've been in this position for so long that they're just sick and tired of being there that they want to feel good about money. They want to have a better lifestyle. They want to have more. They, they desire to have more and not only desire to have more, but to learn it so that they can teach their children and their grandchildren how to change their family's blueprint when it comes to money. So long story short, yeah, there are just some amazing people that I can just identify right off the bat that I know, oh man, this person's mad. Like, they mad and they got goals. And I bet you like my money is on these people because of how frustrated they've been for so long mm. that they're just ready, like bulldoze through brick walls to make it happen. Mm. And, and yeah, you know, perfect example, you know, just this morning, which is so crazy because we knew this topic was coming for the podcast, mm -hmm. but just this morning, you know, one of the lions posted in the group, Bank account is now close to $10,000 mm. in 102 days. Wow. Uh, the savings account, right? In the savings account. And this specifically is going towards down payment money. Mm. For what? They get down payment money on their first house. Mm. They have been renting. She says, we have been renting for more than half of my life. We have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in rent. That makes me mad. Mm -hmm. Why am I not putting this into a mortgage? Why am I not putting this into an actual asset that could in turn make me more money later on? Why don't we have money to show? Why don't we have things to show for based on the hard work I'm slaving at my job 24 seven. You know, she's an essential worker. She's in the nursing field. She says, I'm risking my life every single day. Mm. And what do I have to show for? If I'm no longer here, what are my kids going to have? Yeah. So she mad and I don't blame her because yes, I mean, for all those who are essential workers, man, like without you, this world definitely would be in a different place, but what are you working so hard for if you don't have assets or things that you can pass down to, to your children to remember you by when you're no longer here? Yeah. So yeah, when we sat down and we reviewed the budget, guess what? She should have $2,700 a month extra. Mm. If she got good and if she got focused with reaching her goal. And she told me my goal is to buy our first house by my 40th birthday. Great. When's that November of this year? All mm. right. Is it possible? The numbers look like it's possible. The question is, is, are you going to do it? Well, guess what? 102 days later, close to $10,000. You best believe she is on the right track. Absolutely. Super proud of her. Yeah. I just did the math real quick. And so, you know, $2,700, times um let's uh, say three three right because you 90 days right that would be three mm -hmm. months right so that's eighty one hundred dollars right so she's in the middle of the month so she's right on pace you know yeah. she's, she's basically sounds like taking that twenty seven hundred dollars that you said uh was extra and actually yep. saving that that's amazing that's yeah. amazing takes yeah. a lot of discipline to do that 
super disciplined. This is also the same person who also gave up certain things mm. to make sure that there was extra cash flow. She gave wow. up smoking. Wow. So not only is her bank account growing and her credit getting better, but she in essence is going to be healthier. <laughs> wow. So that's interesting. So you, here we go. So here we go. Here he goes again. Right. So those words, you know, you got priority, right? What yep. she's demonstrating that this is the most important thing. Saving for this house is more important. It's become a higher priority yes. than whatever the money was being spent on before. And then also, um, you know, she made a decision. Um, around her health and says, this is a priority now. And now I'm going to, you know, show the action. Um, I'm going to stop doing this, right? I'm going to sacrifice, um, you know, I'm I'm sure she's also saving money in that, right? Because I I, I imagine cigarettes aren't free. (laughs) No, no. I want to say, if I can remember correctly, I want to say it was about a $400 monthly expense. Well, there you go. That's a car payment. Yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) That's amazing, right? And so a couple of couple of months of non-smoking is gonna buy you your refrigerator, washer, and dryer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what do yeah. you what do you say to the folks that are, you know, that are struggling with this? And, and I know, I know like so I, I'm gonna um I'm gonna tee it up, guys. So so get ready. Um I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it might go off. I'm about to tee her up. <laughs> so what what do you say, Eva, when you are what do you what do you what are you thinking when you see sometimes you know, cause Hey, Instagram, it is what it mm. is, <laughs> mm. but as a financial coach, you probably like a fitness coach too, right? You, you watching like, yeah, you know, I could only <laughs> imagine what, what coach Lima is like, girl, you don't want to lose weight. Like yeah. why the scale not moving? Exactly. Look, looking at <laughs> you, you, you on Instagram, eating a donut and some cake, you know, like, Hey, what's up? You know? <laughs> so for you as a financial coach, <sighs> what, what sometimes triggers you or what, what gets you like, oh, come on. <laughs> you know, it, there's a lot. There's <laughs> <laughs> it literally pulls my heartstrings when I when I go through the social media and and I got people, you know, I mean, I got a lot of followers. I got a lot of people who reach out to me and they're like, you know, I want to do this or man, what you just you just made three hundred and fifty dollars on on cashback rewards to go shopping like my rewards aren't that big or you know, I praise somebody for raising their credit scores now in their 700 plus club. And they're like, oh, I want to get there. I want to get there. And they say they can't afford to get my coaching, but they on social media making it rain. And I'm like, okay, you're not ready. You're not ready. And, and, you know, and that's okay. Like, I'm not going to judge nobody, but don't sit there and say you cannot afford to make your life better mm. because you're out here spending money on things that do not matter. Mm. These things are not making you money. These things are not putting you in a better financial situation. These things are not going to put your kids in a better place. Mm. So why wouldn't you invest the money? Cause clearly you see the testimonials online. Like people are, talking about me. They're sharing my stuff. They're shouting me out. They're screenshotting their stuff. Clearly, you know, I'm helping people. So why can't I help you? Why are you letting whatever it is 
that is the roadblock from allowing you to be successful with money. Mm. And honestly, it's that instant gratification. Mm -hmm. It's the, let me buy this to make me feel good right now. Don't you realize that if you invest in me, we can feel good 24 seven together, (laughs) not just for a little moment in time when you buy that item or you spend this money on doing this. Like imagine the feeling you get by buying that item that made you happy, but only making you happy for a short window of time. Mm. Now imagine being happy 24 seven because your bank account's looking better. Your credit scores are looking better. You're getting better, better lending options. You're buying the house. You're investing in real estate, which makes you more money. All of it. 24 seven love. Imagine that lifestyle. Yeah. Hey, quick break here. Sorry to interrupt the podcast. We'll get you right back to it. We just want to spend a few seconds to talk about the Empower You Financial Group on Facebook. This is Eva's private Facebook group where she gives free tips, tricks, and strategies to improve your financial situation. Join the over 1,000 plus member community and see the success stories of people just like you who want to live life on their own terms. Come laugh with us, tell your story, and share your victories. Just search Empower You Financial in Facebook and join our free private group. Oh, and be sure to invite a friend. And I think that's, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult. I'll, I'll be, I mean, I'll be honest, right. I, re- I remember, um, I, I know there's this one saying, it's just, oh, what is it? Uh, I think it was like an ad. It was, uh, it said, um, nothing tastes as good as being skinny feels. Yeah. <laughs> Right, you remember that joint? Yeah, I said, "Whoa, that's those those Ooh, are bars. that's deep. That's bars, right? That's straight, deep. Straight, straight bars." I was like, "Wow, that's deep." But then again, I was like, "And eh, get out of here with that." Nobody <laughs> <laughs> trying to be skinny over here. <laughs> well, no, so, <laughs> I am. You are, yeah, no, no, no. I want to be too now, but uh, but I think before that, I was like, "Man, please." I was like, I was to me, I would say the person who wrote that. Ain't never been chunky in their life. <laughs> <laughs> the person that wrote that don't know what it's oh, like no. I, to I, have some extra pounds. Like, like, do we know who wrote that? No, I don't. I would, I, I would I mean, honestly feel it have to be somebody who was overweight and put in the hard work and put in all that it takes to be skinny, to be bold enough to say that. Well, see, I and I, <laughs> I agree I with think. you. I agree with you now. I'm telling you how I felt from my position as you know on the I couch hate. reading that, like <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> like, man, get out of here! <laughs> I want to hear that. Um, no, because because I'm like, you know, man, you're okay. Yeah, so you know, because to me, in my mind, and also for someone who, because I've been shoot, I mean, I think there was like a a brief point when I was in like I think late teens and early twenties when I actually was in shape. But every 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 time else, I was a chubby kid, you know. And- I want to say I was always chubby. <laughs> Pretty maybe, much. Maybe when I was like five, between five and eight, I think five. I was looking good. Really? Okay. So I I had. I want to say a, I've always been chubby. I had a That's little bit the of only my memory adult. I've got of myself. Okay, <laughs> early adult for me, I had a couple years until I started having kids, but. Um, <laughs> 
that's, that's what yeah, because you know when us women who are carrying the child, yeah, the hubbies gain weight too. I had to eat the ice cream with her, right? No doubt. <laughs> so that's what but, Will says. He blames me. Yeah, on his exactly. Weight gain. Hey, you know my wife blamed me. I'm like, I was right there with you. What are you talking you, about? We you wanted together. the onion rings at midnight. <laughs> that's right. What I would do? Let you eat alone? Come on now. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I'm here for you. My support system. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, but but it's a deep comment because I'm like, wow. So basically what you're telling me, though, it's, it still comes down to priorities, right? Because they're yes. saying the feeling of reaching your goal, right? Which is whatever it could be, losing weight or buying a house or whatever, right? Is more important than this feeling that you're going to get right now. Right. right. And I think that's a level of um, I'll just say this a level of maturity. It's a level of maturation that mm-hmm. not a lot of us have experienced, at least not in every area of our life. But there's always like, you know, there's always areas. And I think like even for me and me and my wife, we, we've had to kind of take a step back and think about that. You know, like that's been a, a very recent conversation of like, OK, we may have some money to do this right now. But if we don't do it, if we hold off and we sacrifice, yeah. um then we can get something better later. Yes. And that is, it's just, it's, uh, let's, I'm just going to be real. I'm going to speak for the people. That is a hard thing sometimes because yeah. here, here's, I'll just be honest with you. Okay. So let, let's, let's be real about it. So for me growing up, um, you know, not having a lot of money and not having a great childhood, whenever I had an opportunity to celebrate or we're celebrating, we celebrate. <laughs> I don't know when this is going to happen again. I don't know when, you know, I don't know if it ever will happen again. So, you know, I had to take advantage of certain moments. And as soon as I got a chance to be independent and on my own, and, you know, I felt like I'm not someone who does, you know, drugs and alcohol. And so, you know, if I got a chance to reward myself with with some uh, seized candy, then... (laughs) Oh, Who cares? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go in and I'm, I'm going to do it big, right? Chocolate-covered almonds. <laughs> but I wasn't considering, you know, all the other things. And now that I'm at this age and I've matured, I realize that my life is much more than this, these moments. My life is, is yes. actually a, a whole bunch of moments, right? And, mm-hmm. um, and one thing I got looking at me is, you know, I got, you know, I got five kids, but I got two young ones that yes. look at me like a superhero. Yeah. Uh, you know, and literally my wife told me the story is recently. She was like, she asked, uh, she, she said, uh, she said, what's your, uh, she asked Malcolm. She said, Malcolm, uh, who's your favorite superhero? Right. Cause we're, we're, Aww. we got birthdays coming around. Right. He goes, daddy. Aww. She was like, well, you know, she kind of smiled and it was like, you know, we thought we were, he was just joking. And then, um, <laughs> then asked CJ, CJ said the same thing, daddy. And she said, well, mm-hmm. well, you know, well, what kind of costume do you want? Right. She tried to change the question. And then they said, what daddy wears? I was like, oh, get out of here. And so <laughs> that makes you feel amazing. Wait, wait, wait. Are you sporting Superman costume no, around no, the house? I, no, no. Cut it out. Cut it out. <laughs> cut it out. No, no, no. Uh, but I think <laughs> what it made me think about was just like the idea, you know, that there's obviously there's so much more to my life and and my life has so much more meaning than just what I want to do in a certain moment. And so thinking about my, my sons and my, 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 uh, my CJ asked me today, he's like, daddy, can you, uh, 
can you lift a thousand pounds yet? Uh, I was like a thousand pounds. Like, <laughs> I was like, no, son, we're not going for that goal, but you know, we're getting stronger. We're getting stronger, uh, but you, you could, know, you could be like almost. Oh, well, no, 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 not that. <laughs> Not a thousand. No, okay. It's a thousand pounds, maybe equivalent to like 300 pounds. Yeah, I can't lie to him about it, but I, I did tell him about some of the goals I have. And so uh, let him know that that's pretty heavy weight. But anyway, I I just, you know, we have to understand that our life has so much more meaning and much purpose than just one thing. So I love the story about the person who's like, hey, I'm a sacrifice now because I want to buy this house because I have a legacy. I have things I want to pass yeah. on. So tell us more about that too, because I think. You know, you have an incredible story about priorities. I think your first home, I know you said this story before, but I, I think we should tell it again. Like, talk to us about your the first time you you decided you and Will were going to buy a house yeah. and what that what that meant for you and what that experience is like. <laughs> <laughs> well, we lost some friends. Uh... <laughs> Hold on, don't start there. You started in the middle. Start at the beginning. Give us some context. Go backstory. Tell yeah. us about, yeah, bring us back. Well, so, I mean, I definitely knew, we definitely knew that we wanted to buy a house because, you know, at that, at this particular point in time, our son was one and we're not going to just have one son. And, you know, we're in the Bay area and in the Bay area, single family home, we lived in the in-law unit downstairs. So the in-law unit was a two bedroom, two bedroom, one bath and a living space. Um, so long story short, like we knew we're going to, we're going to outgrow this space. And when we outgrow, are we going to rent? And I already knew from the get-go that was not happening. Cause I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Like we're living in mom's house. We're paying mom rent, but outside real world rent ain't going to be that cheap. So I'm like, okay, what does rent in the Bay area look like for us? You know, is it an apartment? Is it in a house? Is it in a big house? Is it in a small house? Like we were looking at that. And then I'm like, okay, wait a minute. What in the world? Like rent $2,500? Like, can't we buy a house with that? Mm. <laughs> so then I'm like, okay, well, let's look to see how much homes cost and what those mortgage payments would look like. And I'm like, okay, we could do this. But I'm like, we can outgrow that house in a couple of years, like that's not going to work. Mm, so this so, is in, this is in San Francisco, right? Yes. This specifically was in Daly city. So okay. Bay area, Daly city, Daly city is right outside of San Francisco. And this is when you were, cause you, you started working for the credit counseling service, like early on. So were you yes. working for them at that time? Oh yeah, absolutely. So I started working with that company when I was 17. Mm. Um, now I am 21 mm. and probably going on 22. Mm. Um, and yeah, so very, very young. And, you know, I, I do, you know, say because of my environment, because of all the numbers and the financial knowledge that I, you know, had learned, I just, I was on a different mindset, mm -hmm. but, but let's talk about this because outside of that, you know, my mom, the, the house that we lived in belonged to my grandmother. When she passed, when my grandparents passed, they had two houses. When my grandparents passed, they left one house to my mom and one house to my aunt. So I just think back at like, if my grandparents didn't do that, mm. what would life look like for us? Mm. So when I start looking around, you know, my, my grandma, she had two homes, all her siblings owned homes. And I'm looking at the children and I'm like, okay, wait a minute. 
none of the children's are owning homes. What's up with that? Like, what in the world is going on? Like, how did that break? How did the cycle break? Mm. So I just knew I wanted to buy a house. I just knew I wasn't going to spend money and pay somebody else's mortgage. I wanted to pay my own mortgage. So long story short, we ventured out. You know, we started looking at, okay, the Bay Area is crazy expensive to purchase. Let's look across the Bay. Let's look into, you know, Oakland, Hayward, Fremont, across the bridge. And even then it was too expensive. And I had always, always wanted to live in Livermore, Pleasanton area, because in my mind, that's where the rich folks reside. That's it. So I'm like, we need to own there. But I'm (laughs) like, that's too expensive, too. We can't go there. Mm -hmm. So then we just ventured out and eventually we got into the valley. And we ended up in Stockton. Why? Because that was the closest, cheapest city to the Bay. And it wasn't even close. It was still like an hour and a half drive time. (laughs) (laughs) But I was very strategic. Before we bought the house, I asked. I went to the CEO of my company because that's how close-knit community we were. And I went to the CEO and I asked her, hey, like, we want to buy a house. Can I work from home? Because there were other representatives that were working from home, but none in my department. So I would have been the first. Mm. And she basically said, well, if you don't work from home, does that mean you're going to be looking for another job? And I'm like, yeah, probably because I ain't going to commute. She's like, okay, then you can work from home. I'm like, cool. So then we just full forced. We got the okay from the head honcho at work. We started looking, but while we were looking, we're like, okay, we got to buckle down and save Mm. because what was instilled in my brain was you need to come to the table with 20% down. Mm. Now, granted, at that time, you could still come to the table with as little as 3% down. But I'm like, okay, we're in a financial position to where we could come to the table with 20% down. Mm. So let's do it. Don't Don't live a lifestyle to where you're only doing the bare minimum if you can do maximum. Mm. So we saved more than 20% down. Hold on. That was a bar right there. Can you say that one more time? Say it. I think I I felt that one. Say it again. Yes. Yes. So don't. Oh, my gosh. What did I say? I don't. Work for the bare minimum. Don't strive for the bare minimum 3% just to get you into a house. Do the maximum if financially you can do it. And when I say financially you can do it, it's because you're prioritizing. So what did that mean for us? That mean that meant no going out, no going to the movies, no eating out like we were eating out, no buying random stuff for, and you know, when you have a baby, like you want to buy them everything, but they baby, like they're going to grow out of their clothes in two seconds. Listen, and the baby, <laughs> they don't. They don't want your toys. They don't want your toys. You know what they want? They want the remote. They want. (laughs) They want the two liter empty plastic bottles to play with. That's right. They want the the little uh, trash bin. They want to turn that over. Pots and pans. Yeah, that's what they want. They don't. (laughs) Yes. So we just got really good at living on bare bones. Mm. The rent, the car payment, the car insurance, the cell phone bill, the food. And that was it. Like whatever was extra was no longer extra. And it was all going into the bank account. So was mama cooking or was y'all eating like top ramen or something? 
rice and beans, rice and rice beans. And be- <laughs> rice and beans. Okay. <laughs> Gotta make it cultural, right? So rice and beans. But, I mean, at the end of the day, clearly I was not starving. <laughs> Like we were, we weren't hey, starving. Hey, you can make some fire rice and beans. I know my you wife can, does, and she you can make some... all kinds of different recipes. Yes. So <laughs> at the end of the day, we wanted to come to the table with twenty percent down. Why? Because one, you're borrowing less money, therefore less interest. Two, you are avoiding PMI, private mortgage insurance. This insurance has nothing to do with benefiting you. It has everything to do with benefiting the lender. Why would you want to throw more money away? Hmm. So we wanted to avoid all of that. And we wanted to make sure that we were in good financial position to come to the table with at least 20% down so that we can win at first time homebuyer ownership. Hold on. So let's let's make sure people didn't miss that because you I think you went through that a little fast. Sorry. So you're saying that that because you brought in the maximum, right? Yep. Because you came with the twenty percent, you basically were able to save. Yep. Overall, by avoiding um, the PMI, PMI which is uh, stands for private mortgage, mortgage insurance. insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that happen. I've been, I've been paying attention, <laughs> right? Yes. So, you know, that's amazing. And how much is that normally again? Well, it depends on the purchase price of the home. Mm-hmm. But back then, our PMI would have been $250, $250 extra per month? month. Per month. Per wow. month. Wow. So basically- that's a car payment. Yeah. And that sounds like to me, like, I guess what, what Karma's saying or basically the banks are- we may not ask for the 20% now, but we're going to figure out how to get it out of you some way. <laughs> That's right. That is right. Yeah. And the thing is, is that private mortgage insurance does not go away until, until either 10 years of wow. you paying on that loan or, wow. or until the value, the loan to value has a large enough gap of at least 20%. Wow. It, that's pretty deep. So basically yeah. what the bank is saying, well, we'll lower our, uh, we'll lower our um, entry point, right? So you can come in the door, but we're still going to manage our risk. So yep. we're going to end up still getting this money some kind of way. Is the yeah. private mortgage insurance done through the same bank that's lending you the money or is it separate? It's separate. It's usually a separate company. And the reason for that private mortgage insurance is basically it's ensuring the lender is going to get paid. Yes. Should you default on your mortgage and you end up in foreclosure, they Mm -hmm. still going to get the money. Got it. But I bet you, even if it's not, even if the bank isn't owning that company, there's a relationship there because it's a requirement, right? It's a requirement. Yeah. So, okay. So either way they saying, listen, we going to get this money. And so to me, anyways, either way. And it's in in what I love about what you're saying with the 20%, which by the way, because my wife just told me that the house that she wanted to buy. And I told her, (laughs) it was funny. We just have this conversation. She said, well, this is our goal is 3%. I said, I thought 20% was what we supposed to be aiming for. But anyway, Uh um, so, but anyway, so the 20% though, the the cool thing about you doing the 20%, Is that that's all your money you invested into the house, but your money isn't gone. Like remember we talked about this before. It's in the house. It's transferred into the house. Yes. Yeah. So you okay? There we go. So keep okay. Keep keep going. Now for the record, all three properties that I've ever bought in my life, 
we've always put 20% down. Mm. Always. Because the bank shouldn't be winning. We should not be living a lifestyle to where we're coming to the table in mediocrity. Mm. We shouldn't. Let's get good about our finances. Let's sacrifice. Let's put us in the best position possible so that we're winning and not the banks. Mm. But yeah, I don't make the only time I will make financial moves is if we win in. Mm. And how do we win? By making sure the bank ain't taking majority of our monies. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, So in, so we bought new construction, which on average it takes back then it took six months. It took six months to build the home. But before that, like the first, at the first moment that CEO said, yes, you can work from home. We started saving. So it took some time to like figure out where we want to live, but we were still saving. We knew we're saving for a house. We don't know where, but we're still saving found the house, picked Stockton, bought new construction. That took six to seven months to build. We're saving. In a year's time, we saved $82,000. Wow. That not only covered 20% down, but it allowed us to buy the refrigerator, the washer, the dryer, the sofa, the bedroom, the, the new bedroom sets, Filling all the bedrooms with furniture, even though it ain't nobody sleeping in them. We, everything, like mm. everything. And of course, cushion, cushion, mm. emergency savings. I mean, granted, it's new construction, so there's a lot of warranties, but still, the backyard wasn't done. Mm. You know, front yard was basic, but you know, you move in a house, you know, you want to make it your own, you put flowers, they all add up. Mm. So at the end of the day, we just sacrificed. We sacrificed. And yeah, I mean, our friends called us crazy because, you know, we were we, we were antisocial. We yeah, weren't antisocial. We were just focused. I mean, but you're in your early 20s, right? You're in your early yeah. 20s. And the best and time when like people are supposed to be like partying and stuff. You're supposed to be kicking it. Yeah, it's early 2000s. <laughs> the music was, I think, pretty good at that time. I'm pretty but sure. We were also the only set. We were the only couple that had a child. Hmm. Everybody else was either new relationships, no children. So they were out there partying, having a blast, having a great time. But we were like, nah, like we got a family now. Like we, mm-hmm. we need to do something. We need to adult. Yeah. Well, your priority shifted. <laughs> yeah. Back yeah. to that word, right? Yep. And you said, this is more important than this. That's this right. This is more important than that. And that, and yeah. that was, that was evident in the decisions that you made. That's yeah. cool. Very yeah. cool. All right. So was it hard? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, back then, you know, what was back then? MySpace. (laughs) (laughs) So you couldn't really see and, and be tempted by other people's activities online to see what they're doing and to be like, man, I really wish I could be there. Forget saving for the house. Let's go party over there. Cause they're, it looks like they're having way more fun. Sometimes you just got to cut certain things off or certain people off that may cause you to be tempted to lose sight of the ultimate goal. Mm. But you got to sit there and think like, are these people helping me get to my goal or are they detouring me from getting to my goal? Yep. Sacrifice. That's right. Yeah. Are they aligned with the the priorities that you set? Right. Right. Yeah. Are they helping you or are they hurting you? Yeah. yeah, that's, that's, that's powerful stuff. Um, yeah, I love that story. I love that story. Um, it seems like such a, uh, uh, 
like 82,000. I just think I'm just like, my goodness, like that's yeah. crazy. And then like the, the, the amount of temptation that you would have, like, especially if you start stacking. I mean, I don't know. Like for me, that would be a lot of money to see in my bank account. I mean, 82,000. <laughs> You're like, I can take, I can take a thousand and like do go hey, weekend yeah. getaway. Smooth. Oh, easy. But I'm like, no, that's like a love seat couch set. Uh, oh, see, I wouldn't even <laughs> think about it. I'm like, yo, we could take a smooth two G's and do this and that. Oh man, it would have been too easy. But yeah, but you, yeah. but once again, prioritizing, you, you, you're shifting the thinking, right? You're saying, okay, yeah. yeah, that's that thing we want right now. However, what about the couch we need later? What about our son's crib? What about yes. the refrigerator? all that like that's when you start to you know so that's yeah that's- and, and not to mention like you know like for me you know all of my babies were we, we got three boys they were all c-sections that was hard mm. formula diapers mm. wipes like these aren't assets no they <laughs> ain't coming out money on. they're not coming out making you money no, no. they are not so i mean and and this is why You really need to evaluate the position that you're in. Granted, it was me, my hubby. Thank goodness. He's always supported my craziness (laughs) in terms of being aggressive with money in certain ways. And it was just him. And it was just our, you know, barely one-year-old oldest son. So we didn't have five kids to worry about. We didn't have all of these different things. So for us, I want to say it was, you know, a little unusual, but you got to just understand the position that you're in, have conversations with the spouse, the significant other, the children, and talk about money. So they're not like, okay, well, we're used to going to eating out every Sunday. Like what happened, mom and dad? How come we're not doing that anymore? Sit them down. Let's talk about what goals we have, where we want to be so that they have an understanding of, okay, this is why mom and dad are working so hard. Mm-hmm. This is what is going to be the end result because we're making these little sacrifices now. Yeah. So for me, like I want to say, you know, our situation was a little, you know, unique. Granted, we didn't have a whole lot of people to worry about, you know, versus somebody, you know, like you that, you know, has, you know, lots of kids and, you know, just a lot going on. But either way, you can sacrifice a little bit yeah, well, there's, and I think in that, certain areas. Yeah, this it's all contextual, right? And I think yeah. also the message here is not, and I mean, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think the message here is twenty percent or down or nothing. Correct. No. Right. I think that at least three percent to get your yeah. foot into the door. I think but if you, if you can do door, more, yeah, even better. I think the goal is obviously if you know if you can get your foot in the door and that's all you can do, then amazing, right? Because then mm-hmm. at least you're starting to get on the other side of this thing and, you know, getting an asset and starting to be able to leverage the things that, you know, we should be leveraging, right? Um, like real right. estate and other stuff. So I I totally hear that. And I understand like, yeah, it's contextual, right? So I think for those of us listening out there, like, you know, just understand that, um, you know, no one's asking you to be perfect. No one's asking you to, you know, I don't know. Like, I think- Just, just do and be better than you were once before. Yeah. That's it. Make, and also demonstrate your priorities, right? So if you yeah. if you're if you're saying that this is a priority for you, and then, then it has to become more important than the other thing. That's absolutely. It has to, to be the number one priority. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah. that uh that makes sense. And so, 
Yeah. Well, you know, for for us, um, you know, and I'll say for for us people out here who are, you know, still still trying to figure it out, we still trying to just put one foot in front of the other, right? You know, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and, and we'll go ahead and close on this, but I just want to, you know, give you an opportunity again to to talk to the folks because, you know, this is a this this is a hard thing, you know, and and I feel like yeah. um, it's not going to be. Um, I know, like for me, it wasn't like one uh, sermon or one message I heard that you know made me feel like okay. I'm going to turn the leaf, you know, this is this, no longer, um, it, it took some time. And even, and even sometimes, you know, when I'm headed towards a certain route, I'll get tripped up. Um, so what would you say to encourage people who are saying like, Hey, Eva, you know, I've, I've tried, I've made some sacrifices. I, I've, I've, I've done some things, you know, I, I saved up five grand, but then an emergency happened and now I'm down to one and, you know, and I want to get back, but now I feel like I don't even know if I should keep saving again. Cause I'm, I'm broke. Like, what, what do you say to those people who are, you know, still trying to just figure this thing out. Absolutely. Life is going to happen. Life is going to happen. It's going to throw us curveballs. We're going to slam into brick walls. We're going to have detours. But at the end of the day, never, ever forget where you are meant to go. Keep your eye on the prize. And, and yeah, I mean, you know, before the podcast, I was like, somebody don't want to see me win. Like I'm going through a bunch of hurdles right now. Why is somebody trying to not see me win? And again, sometimes we have to, it sucks, but sometimes we have to have those, those, those curveballs or the adversity to help us realize Somebody is trying to distract us and let's not get distracted. There's always going to be an unexpected expense. The question is, is are you financially prepared to handle it? And when it does happen, be strong enough to not let it allow you to give up. Here's another example. My focus this year is to pay off my car. If I could do it again, I would not have bought the car. I will have to say it was my mind playing tricks on me of I hadn't had a car payment in 10 years. I've been working really, really hard. Let me buy this nice, sexy, super bad looking vehicle to make me feel and look good, which it kind of does. But I'm like, I did not need that car. I could have gone with something else that was more, as my husband says it beneficial to the family, not a two-seater sports car. <laughs> if I were to do it over again, you best believe that money would have went into a property, something that would be making me money. Now I'm mad. Why? Because I'm looking at this loan, which granted it's only 2.9% interest, but I'm looking at these payments and the interest breaking down and, and this year, my focus was to pay it off. We're talking $21,000 this year. So I called my lender and I'm like, if I apply more money, will all the extra money go towards the principal balance? They're like, oh, absolutely. As long as you make your, your car payment for the month, anything extra goes towards principal. Well, guess what? Your girl throw, threw down like $4,000 in two months. Why is my finance charge the same last month versus two, three months ago? When you pay down the balance, the interest finance charge should be lower. Mm -hmm. That's not happening. So guess what? I'm calling them every single day, asking for a manager. I need somebody to break. Like they don't know who they're messing with, mm. but I am so mad that I'm like, 
I need to pay this off because this is foolish. Mm. Granted, it's only $70 a month in interest, but that's $70 a month that shouldn't be there. It should really be only 45 now because I paid down that loan. So somebody is playing. We got to get so good about our money and about our finances that we are upset at spending $70 in interest versus 45. But it all starts with prioritizing your finances, making finances, saving money, getting the house, getting whatever it is that your heart desires. That needs to be priority. So guys, don't get distracted. And now more than ever, we in tax refund season. I want to see people win. Make sure you're putting that money in the best way possible that's going to allow you to advance in your financial future. We can't just be like, oh, I'm just going to use it and pay off all my debt. What does the world, what does society do? get into debt again. And now next year you're doing the same thing. We need to break those cycles. Could it be going towards paying off debt? Maybe. Should it be going to savings for the down payment on the house? If you're renting, that's where it should be going. So let's make it happen, guys. Don't get distracted. Get with the right people. That's going to help you get you on the right track. All right. Okay. Well, you guys, thanks for listening. And We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. One of the things that Eva enjoys most about being in personal finance is seeing people win. So if you are looking to improve your credit score because you are ready to make a major purchase, get better rates, or start living life on your own terms, visit Eva at evaempowers.com and schedule a consultation with her so you too can live life empowered. Thank you.